Hey, hey, Pod Nuts again. Welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 596. This is a uh, realm of podcasting, which isn't having 15 people doing editing and producing and marketing and all that kind of thing to where we have to have minutes and minutes worth of ads. We are community supported. We are real people, hopefully talking to real people, not tech journalists talking down to you like you're an idiot. Uh, thanks to people like Matt Vitus, uh, we are able to continue doing this podcast in a completely stress-free environment by supporting us on Patreon. Easy to support us, patreon.com slash Android App Addicts. And talking about support, I am joined this evening by Josh. How is everything going, my man? Uh, good. Things are going well. Um, I am the said idiot you were talking about there that the, they talk down to, so... If you feel like you need to, I'm here for you to, to bash on. And since Ivor's not here, I guess I have to bash back at you. Mm. Well, I would say, like, um, I've literally now unsubscribed from a multitude of podcasts in general just because I got, it, like, won't stop feeling like they literally are talking down to you because they think they are some kind of elite podcast people or whatever. Um, I like hearing real people talking about real things. And, you know, kind of situations. So, AKA, we try to, in air quote, keep it real, even when we don't have uh, New 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 Zealand uh, on the line. Yeah, Ivor. Uh, hopefully, everything's going well down there. Uh, how you doing, Dor? Um, I'll say this: I'm doing okay. Uh, getting by. Um, trying to help my recently graduated son do something besides sleep till three. Easier said than done, I'm sure. I know, and I was there. I remember. I love sleeping. Co, you know, back when I was his age. So you know, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, his age and then some for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 being very nice because right now I would like to sleep twelve hours. <clears throat> so, um, how is everything going with the fam? Uh, good, good. Yeah, I've just been working on the property for, for uh, well forever now. Um, we got a freeze dryer, so it, I think it's broken, so that's good. We've had it for three weeks, and it's busted. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's freezing, just not drying, so it's actually a freezer, but not a dryer. Uh, but they, I got a hold of customer service, and she sent me some files to update the software, and it just has a, <laughs> a little USB-A on the side of it. And so I put them on and nothing was working. And I tried several different USB keys or USB sticks um, and all format, fatted, form, formatted in FAT32. And they just, it wouldn't do anything. So they're, they actually are mailing me out a USB stick with, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. If it's a major, maybe it's a, a major update. I'm not sure, but hopefully it fixes the whole thing because it's been great and the the food is fantastic that comes out of it. But if it doesn't work, then it's a really, really big paperweight. I'm going to guess a couple of things. One, it's either made in America or made in North Korea. I don't know. Something like that. Um, but the USB stick, I guarantee you, the USB stick is literally going to be a four gig or smaller USB stick. Mm-hmm. And my guess is you don't have very many smaller than four gig. I do. I, do. I tried a four gig oh. and I tried a 512 megabyte too. 
example. I got Damn, USB sticks, <laughs> and it still, it, yeah, it still wouldn't go. Wow. So they had okay. uh, the first files that, or what? What you do is you plug in the the USB stick, and it just does a a CSV dump of all the stats, all the different um, the different cycles that's gone through, right. and. So I didn't really dig into that much, but she wanted those. So I did that and sent her the files. And then I went to, whenever I tried to update it, the little LED screen just turned black and it just hung huh. and it wouldn't. I mean, once you pull it out, it boots back up or like it boots straight away, but it's, right. it doesn't update the firmware or the software. Well, it's good it isn't bricked and it's good that they're talking to you and not just, you know, ignoring you. Well, I, I would hope that they would, man, because it's not. It's this isn't a Cabela's dehydrator, you know. Like this is, it, it takes up a a pretty good portion of a, a counter. Plus, it has a, a vacuum pump next to it, so it's a it's a beast of a machine. But right. I bought it for this particular season, which happens to be harvest season. And if it's not running, then I mean, I I really it's been great for the tomatoes. We've had a bumper crop of tomatoes and so I've just been slicing up the tomatoes and the little cherry tomatoes and they have the consistency of styrofoam and the flavor of it's it's even more flavor than you, when you eat them fresh. Right. So I'm sure that sounded appetizing but everyone has just has just loved them. Well, because right. I think what happens is that it takes out the takes out the water, but it doesn't do it through dehydration it uses mm. sublimation which i i totally knew that word before this door for sure mm. um i've heard of it yeah it's when it's when water goes from a frozen state to a gaseous state so it skips the directly liquid. yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah and so the the problem with with canning and dehydrating is that you lose 40 percent, something like that of the the minerals and the flavor Whereas mm. this, you preserve 98, 99% because mm. it's not going through that hot. Like the water's not evaporating because it's hot. It's just right. evaporating because it's hotter, I guess. So I, obviously I, I know it really well, but it takes, it takes quite a bit for that to happen. Like the machine has mm -hmm. a, a, basically a freezer in it and then that vacuum pump. So I guess right. it just starts to heat it up, and as the steam starts coming off, it's just vacuuming it out of the chamber. Right. Well, I'm I'm going to take a shot in the dark, because now I do remember seeing someone take a thing of water, and because of less air pressure, so also I'm going to guess what happens is it literally depressurizes the chamber. Um, if you take the um, pressure low enough, like you go up into the mountains, it, it's harder to boil water. <clears throat> If you go up high enough, you take that vacuum out, it will literally boil and freeze at the same time. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. So that so that's what I'm gonna guess is happening. Yes, because it is it is a, a pretty a pretty uh heavy duty vacuum. Right. So yeah, if, I guess if it's if it's under such pressure or not pressure or whatever negative pressure. Right. Whatever it is, then it may be yeah, that probably has a lot to do with it. But it's just not heating up now. Out. Like it has to. I've had this one going that's in there for fifty hours, and it uh, the temperature is still like ten degrees Fahrenheit, and mm. it, it, it's it's interesting because I put a whole load of peaches in there, and after so many hours as well, and I took them out, and the first bite, like oh, this is perfect, and then they're still frozen in the middle, like a little part that's frozen, 
and so just having that it defeats the purpose of it because you know the with the with the correct uh, what's it called the di- disic- desiccants desiccants which are the mm. the things that are in shoes the the uh, moisture absorbers oh yeah 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 like the uh, packs that you don't eat yeah exactly the seasoning salt um, right but those with with one of those they say that the food will last for twenty five years. Damn. But if it's frozen in the middle and still wet, <laughs> that, there goes that. Yeah. Anyway, that's a lot. That's maybe the the end of, of freeze dryer talk with Dora and Josh. Still interesting. Um, not a lie. Um, I will say in my Android verse, don't really have anything new to speak of. But if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. We did get an email that I did not reply to. Uh, we did, and Ivor did from yeah from Pete. Yeah try to find it as well yeah i've got it here you want me to read it sure thing it says you mentioned in the last show how you use your old phones until they die what then will you do i have a drawer of old phones that will boot up but won't update anymore because they're so old can you link me to something that really explains how to properly scrub my old phone so there's no personal information left there are places around me that will recycle old phones but i'm always worried I've left personal information on them. And so our our accomplished colleague Ivor replied and it's a very long reply but it's it's quite funny. Um but I don't think I want to read the whole thing. Maybe we could put it in the show notes. Gotcha. <laughs> um but yeah, so basically he gave his phone, his old phone, a BlackBerry Storm to his brother who gave it to his brother-in-law or something and then and then he left it on the counter one day and his wife found it and threw all of his clothes onto the the lawn because oh jeez because uh she found a, a picture of of Ivor's family on it and so she thought he had a secret family and oh my goodness she was on the phone to her lawyer apparently when when he came back <laughs> so uh, it's unfortunate that Ivor's not here to recreate that story wow um, but then Pete replied back with, with more comedy gold and it said, I would love to keep all my phones until I die, but I plan on being cremated and I kind of want my special ashes request to involve a beach, not asking my son or daughter to toss my Moto X and Nexus seven in the furnace with me. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a bit more, but thanks for the email, Pete. Uh, and then, yeah. And then I, had replied to Ivor asking if he had a drawer big enough for all his phones, but no, he dropped off and has never heard, been heard from again. So, yeah, I'm just hoping he's busy. Um, yeah, I will say this. Um, the one thing that I will advise anybody is if you do have old phones and you do find any use case for them, it is also equally important that every couple of weeks you go and do a physical check on the phone to make sure the battery's not starting to bulge. The last thing you want is to like leave a phone plugged up to a wall and then have the battery bulge and then literally have it pop. That's not good. Incredibly bad. Um, so with that stated, um, multiple phones, one, my one phone is a phone. Congratulations. That's a phone. Uh, my last one is basically my media player podcast player. Um, and it's the device where I do, um, what I will call secure communications, uh, using applications like standard notes and signal and things like that. Um, I have my other phone sitting back here 
in my garage as being my Octoprint Printoid server using the Android Paid app. My Kindle Fire tablet is sitting right here. This is my OBS remote. With this application, I can easily click buttons and switch through different scenes on it instead of having to go to the computer and click buttons. It just makes things a little bit easier is what I'm going to say. Um, upstairs, I have a uh, old phone sitting in the kitchen. I basically use it almost like a, a, um, a Google Mini, where I just have it in the kitchen. Then every now and then when I'm doing something and I want to hear, like I have an earworm of a song, the Thompson Twins, Hold Me Now and I Can't Get It Out of My Head, I then have that phone play it while I'm cooking and doing stuff or, you know, dishes and stuff like that. Um, the the uh, other old tablet is sitting next to the television upstairs when we're watching something and my phone's over here and I forgot. And then we're watching something and I'm like, I know that actress. What else do I know her in? I pick up that tablet and just do like quick IMDB type searches. Unless we're watching it on Amazon, because Amazon has a thing called X-Ray where you just pause it and then you go down and you can see all the actors who are in that scene. And then you can click that and see what other stuff they're in. Um, then upstairs, I have my phone, my old, old phone, running an old application called Night Clock, where the phone gets so dim, you almost can't see it. And that's my alarm clock slash just clock I can read in the middle of the night because big screen, I need big numbers because I'm blind as a bat. Um after that, I have another phone sitting in my uh, youngest son's room where every now and then I use the Google Home app and I just talk through that saying, get your butt down here. We need to you know, empty the dishwasher or something like that. So it's like an, almost like a home intercom system. Um, that's all of the phones I think I have right now in play. And I always have like one or two backup backups, like waiting to go in and do emergency duty where like one phone might fail or the battery might start to bulge kind of thing. And as soon as the battery bulges, first thing you do, drain it as best you possibly can. Number one, never throw away a charged battery. Number one, um, they literally explode more than dead batteries. Um, also, I'll say when Pete asked about wiping phones, there's really only two ways to wipe a phone. Uh, you can either do go into your phone and just do a reset. Quite literally, you do a reset, and it's supposed to, and I know that's a strong word there, wipe everything off of the... Basically, there's different partitions. There's Think of it as different hard drives in your phone. And everything that involves personal information is supposed to be wiped. Everything that just keeps the core of the phone is intact so it can reboot and have the apps and load up Google Play Store. Uh, except for that, there is a way you can plug up a phone to a computer and do an ADB, uh, but it's the same exact kind of thing. It just has a slightly different screen when it, it's doing it because it's not doing it from inside of the Android ecosystem. It's doing it from a bootloader. So a drill I feel works as well. A drill works as well, but then kind of hard to recycle it and makes it a little bit less functional. Well, I mean, we could give out Ivor's address and people could just send their old phones to him. Yeah. And then he can get other people almost divorced. <laughs> just a, a just a family wrecker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I can see myself using um, another phone for here very shortly is by using the application called Servers Ultimate. And you can load up stuff like Pi Hole on that, or 
a DNS server or FTP server or SSH server and just have that phone sitting on your network uh, for like certain backup procedures is what I will put it as. Um, especially now phones are coming with larger and larger and larger drives. I could see doing that and basically plugging it up first of the month, doing backups to it, and then unplugging it and putting it in a safe spot. Oh, could you, I guess you could probably set up a phone as a uh, VPN and just carry it mm -hmm. with you and then disconnect to that phone while the, that phone is connected to whatever Wi-Fi you're at. Yeah. Uh, with uh, servers, ultimate, it's literally like a one-click install to open, um, to install OpenVPN. Okay. So it's basically like a diet pie for a phone? Kind of. I will say on the free version, you can only install, I want to say, <clears throat> two servers at a time. If you want to have it do more than two types of serving at a time, I believe that's when you need to pay for the paid version, which I want to say is still around five bucks. It doesn't put multiple servers on just software, right? Like it's. Well, I mean, it's all in software, but remember, you know, like an email server and a FTP server can all rely on the same server because they're using different ports. Yeah, that's what I'm. I mean, it's just one server that's. Yes. Which can also get a bit complicated, and, and that's why you need something like that in order to to separate all the wire all the wires out so they don't get crossed. Yep. And then it works half the time, thirty percent of the time. I was genuinely shocked when I had my open VPN server on it and I would VPN from outside into my network with it. I remember I had it plugged up for at least three months straight and I had zero downtime. Nice. And of course it has a built-in battery. So even if there is a power cycle happening in the house or so power outage, I'm fine. It's got its own UPS. True. Yeah. So that's my using old phones until, and, and it's the same philosophy with my car. I buy a car. I don't buy a car and then polish it and make sure it has good resale value. No, 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 no. I buy a car to drive it into the ground with a 250,000 miles on it. And then I'll get rid of it. Yeah. 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 Donate, donate it to the kidney foundation and get the tax write off. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I had to, my, the case for my phone was, was pretty well destroyed. Hard to see in. And I found this, I found another one that I had gotten before, but didn't like it but I put it back on. Um, and, but when I changed cases, Ooh. so it's still running fine, but there's just a right. huge crack in the back, which, uh, I mean, matters not really. So as long as it's working. Yeah, it's working, but I think the camera's all scratched up and stuff too. So, <clears throat> but then I was thinking about it today. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just going to destroy it. You know, I've had this phone for a long time, as you well know, mm -hmm. uh, and I just don't know if I need to get another phone that just goes in my pocket full of dust and nails and whatever cat poop that's in there. Um, no, I don't have cat poop in my pocket. It was a joke. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, and it just gets scratched up. I mean, I buy full on cases, but still, like, how long does it take before it is scratched up and in the same condition this one is? All right. Yeah, and it only takes one grain of sand to get in between that case to have fun. And this, the cases, they just they don't keep everything out. They can't. It's there's right. oh, somehow there's like, sometimes there'd be a, a huge stick in there or something. I don't, don't even understand. Mm -hmm. Above my pay grade, right? Um, I will also say um, in the Android verse news wise, I'm not really seeing anything 
you know, the foldable thing still is moving forward. Uh, Google Pixel foldable, as soon as they launched it, they like recalled a bunch of them because they were literally breaking on like the first day kind of thing. Um, except for that, you know, we are just having more and more people try to insist that the future is foldable. Um, we, you know, I'm, I'm still going to say I'm not convinced. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if phones once again get smaller just because, you know, everything that's old is new again kind of thing. And then, and then Nokia takes the reins as, as a most prominent cell phone company in the world. It could happen is what I'm going to say. Um, in the realms of the internet, uh, the, um, there is one topic I just wanted to talk about because I couldn't really figure out a good way to bring this up anyplace else. So what I'm going to say is Reddit is experiencing lots of problems, <laughs> not as much as Twitter or, you know, whatever it's called now, whatever. Um, but Reddit is having API issues to where they're literally charging some of the um, people offering software just outstanding amounts of money that they cannot possibly pay. Um, I still haven't heard of a good um, substitute like um, with um, um, X or Twitter or whatever. Um, the um, Noster stuff that I'm seeing looks like it is a perfect fit, dare I say, for Twitter. And I like the fact that now I noticed in the app um, that there's literally like a live button to where you can literally just watch some live stuff right through it. I was looking at a Noster Noster Nest before we started, uh, so I, yeah, I think we should we should try that sometime too, and go. Is that what it's called? Go live. Well, there's a couple of them. There's Zap Zap dot Streams, I think. I haven't looked into that mm-hmm. one, and then Noster Nests. But yeah, I, I would be keen on that. And I'm just I'm I'm just a proud papa here that you brought up Noster in a conversation door. Well, I mean, it's a real thing that is at least getting some traction, I will say. Um, and honestly, the type of traction it's getting, uh, the more I look at it, the more I like it because I'm not seeing a lot of celebrities. I'm not seeing a lot of people I really don't care about. Um, and I'm not seeing a lot of conversations that makes me just like shrug my head and face, uh, facepalm everything I see. Um, now that stated, uh, one of the new alternatives to um, Reddit is something called Lemmy, L-E-M-M-Y. Um, this was one of the things that I was going to honestly ask you, Josh, um, if this was something that you have looked at or something that you were aware of, because it does look like it is self-hosted and it does look like it is uh, one of the like um, newer, like a um, Web3 kind of thing going on is the way I'm going to put it. Um, I love, and I know with the original Reddit, you can literally self-host it yourself as well. This one just seems a little bit more modern is the way I'm going to put it. And it's L-E-M-M-Y dot M-L, not M-I-L, thank God, M-L. Um, so yeah, this is the kind of thing that I'm going to at least try to play with a little bit, see if I can find communities in here that aren't like completely uh, nutcases and... Uh, see you know how much it is because you, you could easily see that there is tens of thousands of people if you click on the um, co- um communities link at the top of the page so i'm i'm just interested in this and i'm gonna keep my eyes on it um still looking for a good android app for this it's not easy yeah i was just trying to see what it is like it creates a rs feed as well yeah it does have rss baked into it too yeah 
Um, but there's nothing that really join lemmy.org. Okay. So it's it's more like more like Mastodon as far as the how the how the infrastructure works. Does that sound right? Uh I don't want to say no, but I I will say yes in the fact that you can have distributed nodes, just like in Mastodon, where you can have your own in air quote server kind of thing. I do believe this is easily uh, self hostable as well. Right, but then in order to, I mean, it must be federated in some way as well to where I can follow your your server or something. That's what I think. As, as I'm gonna say, that's what I do think. Um, if you go all the way down the page and you click on instances, instances, I can't say it right. Instances. There you yeah, go. Nice. <laughs> and then you can see there's all the different servers that are right now hosting content. And they're all. I just don't see a. I mean, there must there must be a way to have them all linked up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's the it's the going through the feder fediverse. Right. So just one of those things I want to keep an eye on, interested, um, might be bigger. Well, you know what, though? This would be, that's something that would be, it seems like it would be pretty easy to implement if you have the chops uh, with Noster as well. Because mm -hmm. right? all it is, is is notes and static data, basically. Right? It's just a... Right. Text and links. Links and text. I'm sure that it will happen. I'm... I'm as far as Nostra goes, I'm looking for a, a good marketplace. Gotcha. So cool, man. I yeah, that's I Very don't cool. ever go to Reddit, but if there's not yeah. the only reason I like Reddit, and I'm going to put it like this: um, the main thing I hate about Facebook, the main thing I hate about X, the main thing I hate about um, um, Mastodon is you can accidentally run into any type of conversation that you really hate even seeing. Okay. Uh, WT social and Reddit are the complete opposites. You typically first pick a category. Like if you go into Reddit R slash what could go wrong, you know, you're just going to see a bunch of stupid people doing stupid things and hopefully not dying. You know what I mean, that, you know, kind of thing. Um, so you know what you're going to see. If you go into R slash Stardew Valley, you're going to just see things about games. If you go into R slash Z zone, you're only going to see something about that game. When you're on X or Twitter or Mastodon, it's very easy, in my opinion, to stumble across something where you're just like, you know, facepalm. This is stupid. He's stupid. I don't want to hear this, you know, and you can sit there and block, but you're going to never stop blocking stuff all day. If you browse like public feeds kind of thing. Um, so that's one thing I like about that ecosystem, is the way I'll put it. Yeah, it's interesting to, to see how how long those will will go. Um, because I didn't Twitter do the same thing before? Was jack up the prices on their API or, or put a a paywall for their API so that I mean it kind of destroyed TweetDeck or any other type of third party. Third, third party system that people are using because the the Twitter one sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, they definitely tried to do that, and as soon as they did that, then uh, like a week later, Instagram dropped threads or Meta Facebook dropped threads, um, and it's like you know, two people I really don't care anything about. So well, that's yeah. the thing; it's it's crazy just the the race nowadays to to be on everything. Um, you know, where threads or the, what's face, is that Facebook? 
Yeah. And then what's the shorts? Is that one? Is that YouTube shorts? Shorts, uh, TikTok, Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm sure so many others, right? But then, and then it changes. And so I don't, I mean, I guess Vine was just ahead of its time type, oh, of, yeah. type of a thing. And which I was surprised when that shut down. I, I never used it or anything, but it seemed like it was pretty popular. Uh, but yeah, just the, what's the, the soup du jour? Oh, we're going to blue sky. Now I've, I've heard people right. say that on, on podcast before that, like, oh, follow me on Blue Sky. Although not for a while now, so I think it might have... <laughs> I don't know if that's taking off, but I'm sure it's just as toxic as the the rest of those centralized... Although Blue Sky claims well, to be decentralized, I guess. Know, Blue Sky is nothing more than a server on Mastodon, essentially. Is that it what is it on is? The exact same protocol. Yeah, it's on the exact same protocol. So, you know. Um, and Vine went away because Vine was purchased by Twitter. And Twitter did have it integrated in with Twitter for like three months. And then basically what I think is it took too much resources to keep up. So then they killed it because they're idiots. Yeah. Well, they had to get that extra half percentage point for the stockholders. Right. Well, the, Twitter had the other one too, the Periscope. Yep. 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 Is that, that's gone now, I'd imagine. Um, I don't. Well, I do believe it's around, but I think it's only around for the elite like, um, um, I was going to say Carlson Daly, but that's not his name. <laughs> An elite in 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Carlson, whatever his name is. Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that was his first name. Yeah, him. He's on it, I believe, and it's using the exact same kind of technology that Periscope was using. It's just for uh, Elon's personal feeds and announcements and that kind of stuff. So it's almost like a, a station mm-hmm. or a channel. I'll go for that. All right. Well, and that's where, and it, there's so many good options, but I, I don't know how anybody, you know, like it, it, uh, if you're videoing yourself and, and putting it on to all of these different, these different uh, platforms, you're spending your whole day doing it, right? Like mm-hmm. you, uh, what I've been hearing, what I'm hearing is that if you're doing short form content, it doesn't really work just to cut out a bit of the long form. Like you have to dedicate time to do the short form video as yes. well separately. If right. If what they're finding out is if they do take their long form video and then just splice it up into short stuff and call it short contents, whether it's reels or shorts, or whatever uh, the viewers retaliate quite aggressively. Yes. I guess it's a good thing. Because we don't have any viewers to her. Well, you know, Come say, come out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, and it is work. It is work. That's the one thing that none of them realize. Any kind of creation of content is work. Um, the question is, does it bog you down? Does it kill you? Does it make you want to kill yourself? Like what is happening to some of the people who are on those popular platforms? And I don't say it like this. One of the funny thing is, um, I know people who are on Facebook Reels, and they literally are like, I got a check for ten dollars. For what? For my reels. Oh, for how long? Oh, that was like three months. Like three months? And you're getting 10 bucks? No, I think you're in the wrong business there, guy. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't live off of that. Well, there's, there's, there are alternatives as well with, uh, well, for music anyway now, the, uh, including Wave Lake. I don't know if you've looked into, into that at all, but it's, it's uh, value for value music, basically. And so you can boost satoshis to different artists and they're making it to where 
they <laughs> some of the the podcasting 2.0 developers are are creating ways to be able to cleverly edit your RSS feed to put in splits mm. for the musicians and you can set it to where you can play their song and then they can have all the the boosts that come in or whatever from from that so there's you know I, I can see that being the future of video content as well you know and not relying on ads from YouTube you know just yeah anything that to cause disruption or cut out the big guys I'm always in favor of and well and that's where I mean, you, I mean, you know this, but where Bitcoin shines as well and just being able to go directly from my wallet to your wallet, you know, like the, the, realistically, somebody could be watching this and just saying, oh, I'm going to send them some Satoshis. And that is, that, that's direct to the source from them to you without having to deal with PayPal or Patreon or anyone else that that can pull the plug at any time that they want to. Right. Yeah. You mentioned the music thing. I just wanted to bring this link up really quick. Um, you know, I will say, um, I think the, when I feel less depressed, I listen to more music. I think there is some correlation there. So, um, every now and then listen to some music. Um, YouTube music is fine is what I want to say. Um, especially when you don't hear ads. Um, but if you do not have a paid subscription, it looks like you can get from the F-Droid market, uh, Vi Music or V-I-M, uh, V-I Music. As soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I first read it, I thought Vim Music. I'm thinking this is an application I'm never going to be able to quit. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want this app. I think we brought this um, one. I think you brought this one a few shows ago. Maybe. Because I, yeah, okay. I asked you how do you, how do you quit? <laughs> yeah. And I've been using it a little bit here and there. Um, and I will say I'm. it's very smooth. It does work pretty damn good, is what I want to say. Um, this was what I put on the device in the kitchen when I want to hear some stuff. And it seems to work really good. I, I mean, I have YouTube music, and it works just fine. I just like looking for other applications. And honestly, this one I thought was actually a decent-looking player, too. Does it remove ads? Um, I, I'm not the good person to test because I have uh, YouTube Premium. And I so don't, I hear no ads on YouTube Red or on um, YouTube Music. I don't uh, listen to music very often, so I'm not a good person to test either. Ivor! Right. Yeah, so, so I'll say it just seems like it works. Decent app. Um, not really doing a lot of music stuff, but I thought it was cool. Fun name so, as well. Do you have any? Oh, yeah, great name. Um, so do you have any apps that you've discovered? Oh, you didn't tell me I had to bring App Store. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I haven't <clears throat> been able to use it that much yet, but it's called Onyx, O-N-X, Hunt, GPS Hunting Maps, and this has been a, a product in the United States for quite some time, but it's just been released up in Canada, pretty sure it's just released in Canada, uh, at least the maps for it are. And so it basically gives you all of the land data so you can know if something is, is up well up here it's called crown land or if it's privately owned and gives you other type of weather information and things like that. Just uh it's a lot of hunters use it for for doing recon on a place, e scouting basically. 
and it's for your browser or or an app and it is it's like 50 bucks a year i think um or you get a premium for 99 dollars. i don't know i tried to look at the pricing and whenever i tried to order it up here it gave me which state i wanted and it was just the the states so i don't know if they're still working out some bugs as far as the canadian version goes Oh no no because I could pick but it 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 was uh it was just Canada like <laughs> if you're in the states it asks you which state you're in and then up here it's just like ah oh, well whatever we'll just give them Canada because why not <laughs> and so I heard about this I I mean I listen to quite a few hunting podcasts and a lot of them use use this app so I'll probably give it a go as hunting season starts in a couple weeks here and I'm probably not gonna have time to get out and uh, do any boots on the ground scouting right well just the simple fact that it shows you property lines that to me is valuable because if i'm out hunting the i know if i go on somebody's private land he is going to get upset so just having that is great um the fact you can like pre-scout areas and like and and i love the fact you can look at areas in like 3d so you can see oh here's like where there's a, a valley forming this is where you might get more activity from animals so let me find the higher ground to that and that might be a good spot to just sit there yeah well it's absolutely you, you definitely need that top topographical map as a because it otherwise you do what i end up doing all the time and just getting yourself into a spot where like, oh i can't go down any further i have to go back up now and try to work my way around this this uh 75 foot cliff right Around here, I don't know what it's like in in uh, the Baltimore area, but around here, there's some pretty steep mountains and big trees, and like it's you can get you can get yourself into a hairy situation pretty close to the highway. Yeah, uh, well, I will tell you here, just north of Bel Air, I'm I'm in Joppa Town, just north of Bel Air, like ten minutes up the road. Um, there's a park. It's literally called Rocks Park. And the number one thing about that park is at least once a week, they say they have to call in helicopters to get people out. Uh, And at least like two or three people a year die just from taking that wrong step and then falling 80 feet kind of thing. Um, It's a very vertical park is where I'm going to put it um, to where if you don't know where you're going and you're just walking through the park, all of a sudden you can look and say, how did I get up here? And I don't see a clean way to get down. So you have to like really know your way around the park or else you can get in a situation to where everywhere around you is a 50 foot drop. I didn't see how I got up here. How about, you know, what am I going to do now? Kind of mentality. Um, So to have that kind of information, I understand as being very, very neat as well. Say, um, I will say one thing I also like about the app is you can download the app and for seven days, it looks like you can bang on every single feature and see how it works and if it works for you before you devote to either what they call single state licensing, multiple state licensing, or premium elite licensing. And I heard about it being available in Canada um, through, I don't know, I think the Meat Eater podcast. And I'm pretty sure that there's a promo code through through Meat Eater uh, for three months free. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to see if I can find that, and because three months will take me almost all the way through hunting season anyway, September, October, November. Well, 
yeah, three three quarters of the way through hunting season. So uh, maybe I can even find that. Very, very, <clears throat> very cool. Do some copying and pasting for history's sake. Um, <laughs> now this one I'm going to bring is, is I have no choice. Once I saw it, once I stumbled across it, I knew it was something I had to at least bring to the show. Uh, hey, hey, Red. Glad to see you in the chat. And if you want to hang out with the chat, super easy. The easiest way, literally follow us on YouTube, hit subscribe and hit that stupid bell. And then you're going to know when we go live, you're not going to be inundated with stuff. <laughs> Let me promise you that. Um, this is a game. I had no choice again. When I saw it, I had to bring it. It's actually by the original Tato corporation. Tato is one of those old school um, companies and it's literally space invaders world defense. Okay. Now, let me initiate the newer people to this show or the people who have forgotten. <clears throat> One of the old adages of this show is when you have a video attached to your app and it's a game, most of the time the video won't even show you game footage. Okay. Um, most of the time what they're trying to do is they're trying to win you over with cinematics and whatever. When a game does not have any video, to me, that's the developer saying we don't need to try to trick you into downloading this app, our app will stand on its own as a worthy thing to play. Okay. Uh, Space Invaders, World Defense from Tato Corporation, 2.2 uh, average reviews out of uh, 50,000. E for everyone updated August 13th, 2023. No data is shared with third parties. No data is even collected. Uh, so you don't have to worry about any data issues whatsoever. Um, and what this is, this is a AR game, is the way I'm going to put it. You load the game up, it turns your camera on, and all of a sudden, space invaders, in air quotes, are all around you. And your job is, of course, to shoot the alien things, and then win, hopefully. Um, there is some um, advanced things, I'll say, that happen that when you're looking through the camera and you're seeing AR, and then it like, sometimes does transport you to like a virtual world where you can, you know, not have to worry about looking around kind of thing. Um, but I'm sorry. I just thought this was well worth my time. Um, it looks like the game is literally still completely free, which is a plus. Um, you know, no data collected. It's hard to go wrong is what I'm going to say. Hard to go wrong. 1.8 average reviews. Yeah, I, mine says two. So it's not like a five-star st rated game. <laughs> no, no. Uh uh, most of the ones that I can see there just say it's broken. Yeah. yeah. Well, my belief is it's one of those things because it isn't a very old game. If you take a look at the release date, the actual original release date was only July 17th, 2023. So it hasn't even been out for two months. Um, there are certain things when you're dealing with cameras and hardware that is phone specific. So more than likely they are busy working through bugs is what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> bugs sorry um and then hopefully here the game will just get tighter and better as time goes on and with a company like tato behind it i gotta believe they don't want garbage out there yeah it looks looks fun yeah i mean i still remember going into the arcade putting a quarter in and having basically you didn't have a joystick you had a right and left button yeah. <laughs> and a fire button I mean, and on a table got really good 
Uh-huh. And you got really good at just doing this for as long as you can possibly do it because that's what you had to do with that kind of game to where it developed certain muscle skills to where you could just sit there and tap and tap for at least but then me i remember there were times i was playing that game i literally just gave up my arm got too tired yeah absolutely or just playing a nintendo and like you just get that that quick twitch that you're trying to get Mm -hmm. and then yeah your arm just starts going numb yeah and then you just give up you're like i'm done you know to where i mean still to this day i know i have like some weird muscle build up from that kind of thing to where my son won't want once in a while see like a, a weird muscle in my hand. He's like, where the hell is that from? Uh, that's probably from Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. That's what that that's is. That's a street fighter. That's a street fighter <laughs> thumb. <laughs> right. right. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, to where he just doesn't get it, you know? No, okay. never, they, they never will. Oh no, but now two quick tide tangents. One, the kid won't stop playing VR, even though, you know, his face turns into a big, ball of sweat and it's nasty uh whatever um he trying to get him to get a job right i had him listen to this interview and i want to say i don't know who it was it was either american public media npr something like that where they were interviewing a kid in san francisco where the kid's job was to do deliveries but they said literally 90 percent of the deliveries come within a two mile radius like 90 percent of the deliveries two mile radius so they literally had him with a set of goggles on with an Xbox controller driving a basically red cart down the sidewalks and going to the people's houses and then hitting a button so it calls him up and says your food's out front and then delivering food via VR goggles. Ah. Yeah. And then I showed him today an app, a thing that came in the mail. Uh, it said no experience needed. Okay. He misunderstood it when it said no holidays. He thought, well, that's something I wouldn't advertise. I wouldn't advertise. I'm not doing No, no. Read it again, dude. You don't have to work on holidays. You don't have to work on evenings. You don't have to work on evenings. Um, um, yeah. No holidays, no nights, no weekends. Um, you know, how can you get wrong? And he said, well, what's it a job for? It's a job to be a school lunch lady. Why don't you apply for that one? I know it's something anybody should be able to do. Not insulting the lunch ladies out there. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but I'm pretty sure you really don't need any experience. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, you kind of have to, you probably have to have a, a, at least one pretty big mole somewhere on your. Well, and as long as you can lift 20 pounds, I think you're fine. Yeah, make sloppy Joe's sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. <laughs> exactly. That's another yeah, one so... that no one will probably latch onto that's under the age of 40. That's okay. Um, yeah, and then he turned to me randomly today and says, is it worth watching all the Rocky movies? Uh, me and my wife basically completely agreed. One, two, three, must watch. Four, watch once, never watch again. Five, never watch ever. And then you can watch six, maybe the best Rocky up against the first. And then watch the Creeds, because Creeds are good too. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, Rocky one and two, I think. Maybe Thunder Lips. Two was Thunder Lips, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Oh, yes. Nice. Not Hot Lips Houlihan? No. Totally different type of uh, thing there. Just a different vibe. It's the vibe of the thing, Dor. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, that's something, too. If anybody has never watched the, the series MASH and you're looking for something to watch, start that from mm-hmm. the beginning. And that is a, an excellent television show. Completely different from the movie. I watched the you know the TV show and I was, you know, Jamie Farr. How can you go wrong with Jamie Farr? Friggin' funny. And then you watch the movie. It's like, whoa, this movie's really serious, man. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to the TV show. 
Well, the TV show as well just has the the theme music without any words. The Incredible Hulk, some of the best theme music. Yeah, but then and but then you you listen to the the movie and it actually has the the song. I know. And the, yeah, and it, the 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 hook in the song is uh, "Suicide is easy." Mm-hmm, wow. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. That got dark real quick. It incredibly did. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not cool. But hey. So, do you have any more apps? This one I'm gonna bring because it not to to push the mediator podcast too much. I do like those guys though. Um, never met them in person, but there's a, a couple of podcasts that they have. One of them is called game on suckers <laughs> and they do uh yeah, it's a trivia show, but it's pretty funny. But the, uh, this, this has been brought, this has been brought in before, but there's a, a good episode. looks like number four seventy on the mediator podcast. And it, they have the, a couple of the the people associated with the uh, the Merlin Bird ID app, so it uh, yeah basically you record the sound and it tells you what bird it is. But they're they're using the app for identification. They they said on there that they don't take any metrics or or any data at all. Um, that'll probably change at some point. So. But it, as it stands well, now, I, like I, listening to the people talk and everything, it was they were obviously in love with birds, and so there there was a lot of there's a lot of uh, sweat equity and and just passion that is in this app. Right. Um. Again, I got I got to go on a tangent. I was listening to a camera if it was Science Weekly, Science Quickly, or another science podcast. It was one of them where um, there was a guy who realized, you know, 99.999% of all the bird calls and bird sounds that we know of are birds in the daylight to where they're easily identifiable and easily recordable. Um, Then we have different birds. And then then this guy's like at night, especially when birds are migrating and flying, they make completely different sounds. So it was like basically his job for like 20 years, he's been trying to record basically up, in, in birds and trying to make intelligent deductions to which birds it's not to which birds it could be so this would be an, i think a great test for this application when it's dark out and you hear a bird because it happens um run this app and see if you can pick it out because that's the most difficult um way to identify a bird because quite obviously it's dark and it's hard to see them so i thought that was very interesting um this is an app i do leave on my phone just so when um, you know, me and the wife are trying to go to bed and the dog out back and around the corner finally stops barking and then it sounds like there's you know this bird right outside our window I can record and say, oh, honey, it's this kind of bird. It's only going to be around for a couple more weeks. Don't worry. And then, of course, she just want me to kill it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, th- this is one of those golden apps to have. This, I like the snake snap where you can snap the image of a um, snake and get the ID back. And the other one is the plant mm-hmm. um, ID. I have all three of them like loaded on my phone at all times. Yeah. I've, I've got a spider one too. Okay. And, and literally the, right now, Oh, go ahead. Right now, if I open my front door up, take a half a step out, turn to my right and look, I know I'm going to see a spider. that's literally 
like bigger than a quarter his body not his legs his body as big as a quarter right there and i believe i'm leaving as many spiders as i can around my house to kill as many insects as they can possibly kill when my when they're in my house that's when i get a little you know worried yeah well at least not not in australia because that's oh that's creepy no i would instantly just i would walk I, I i couldn't live in australia i'd have to own a gun or something and a flamethrower and stuff uh okay so here's a, a thought experiment five apps door on your phone that's all you get all i get is five apps okay well i mean first off i have to have my podcast player yeah. or else someone's gonna die um i do like having those three identification apps on my phone um hmm, brain slow Honestly, I gotta have Voxer because everybody I, I know, who I know who I consider to be really good people, I communicate with them on Voxer. Who I can't like walk up to their door or knock on their door. A calculator is pretty handy too. Mm, I'm decent at math. I'll say that. But that that's my lie I'm telling myself. <laughs> um, oh, the one stupid app I'm gonna leave on right now is literally called Telly. T E L L Y. And the only reason I'm leaving it on my phone right now is because this is the only way I'm gonna know when I can. Get my, in air quote, free television. Have you heard about this? Nope, not at all. Okay, T-E-L-L-Y. This is another app, and I will put the link in the notes. This is an app you download, you install, and what you do is you sign up to get a free, and I want to say it's a, a 45 or like 55-inch television, completely free. The gimmick is, right below the TV, there's another smaller TV that will nonstop show you ads. And they believe they can give away this TV, have the TV run long enough and display enough ads that they can make up their money and then some. So I just found it interesting when I heard about that and I'm like, I'm game. Okay. So I signed up for it, gave them my information, told them, I know I don't like watching sports ball. No. Um, kind of, you know, questions and answers. And now I'm just waiting for them to click and say, get ready for your new TV. And I'm going to hang it. You know what? I'm looking at, I, I found one that says telly TV. That doesn't look the, right. um, Telly, the truly smart TV is what it's called. Yeah. Link coming in the chat now. And I want to say this was one of those things I heard about from Leo Laporte months ago, like maybe three or four months ago. Um, yeah. Telly, the true smart TV, 3.7 average reviews, 50,000 plus downloads. E for everyone from Telly Inc. Updated August 18th, 2023. Data safety. Safety. This app may share these types of data with third parties, personal information, of course. No data is collected. Hmm. So they only share, they, all the data they get goes directly to third parties. They don't save data. Okay. <laughs> data is encrypted in transit and you can request that your data, you can, you can request your data be deleted. Okay. Sure. So, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. It's the kind of thing I'm going to keep it around just because I have to keep it around because if I get a free TV, I'm going to here. Here's the real reason they're giving away a free TV. There is no doubt in my mind. Every single person with the hacker mentality also signed up for this thing. And as soon as they get this thing, they're cracking that puppy open and they're figuring out how to completely disable the bottom screen or whatever and have it still work just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm not going to install that one. <laughs> well, what you can do is you can install it on a work profile, maybe. No, nah, I don't. Check I don't that. want a free TV. 
Uh, let me see. Um, hmm. I'm not going to lie. Libra tube. It might be one of the ones in the ranking. Um, well, I got to have pocket installed pockets. The way I, I do all my show notes. Oh, I'm thinking I'm already out of apps, but I'm still going to say honorary mention for URL check. I love having that application, sharing links to it, and then clearing out all of the tracking data and stuff to mm. links before I open it up in a browser. What's that one called? Uh, URL check. I remember Steve. you brought it. I couldn't. That was one of the ones I can never remember if I brought it or not. I just know I'm not going to uninstall it from my phone anytime soon. A very simple white and black logo that looks like a USB-C connector almost. Yeah, I'll tell you the, the app that is probably shot up because I'm, I'm still using the, oh, what is it? I, no, not i3, uh, the launcher, this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, and so basically it's the apps that I've used the most mm-hmm. basically just go from the bottom and weave their way up to the top yeah. left where, uh, uh, podcast addicts has has been a long, steady um, placeholder there for the first spot. But Amethyst has probably climbed the rankings faster than any other app on my phone. Right? Maybe it was this one, AIO Launcher. AIO Launcher. That's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I still have that loaded on older devices because it gives me everything I want right there with minimal clicks. Yeah. And it's really customizable if you dig into it. That's one of the other things I liked about it. Good stuff. It is good stuff. Such good stuff. Um, yeah. And like the, and like the uh, trailer in the app store is literally five minutes and 49 seconds, which will show you all the stuff you can kind of do in the app, which is very rare for a video in the app store. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm sure that I don't use it anywhere near the capacity that, but what I was thinking is maybe you can tell me if, well, the, I was thinking about being able to set up my phone and maybe using the fountain app. And then there's a part of the podcast that I want to send a boost to and being able mm-hmm. to just say boost and then, or whatever the, the phrase would be, and then have... I don't know if that could go through Tasker, um, something like that, which I don't, I, yeah, I'm not really sure how open the, the app has to be in order to to tie into it with something like Tasker, which I still have on my phone that I have never really used, but have had for 10 years. Right. Yeah. The app would have to have, uh, think of it like a deep link URL. Like instead of linking to podnuts.com, you're linking to podnuts.com slash category slash Android app addicts. So the app would have to give you the availability to say, not only open this app, but give this app with these options. And then it would be, you know, option one, what's the URL, the location, then number, and then option two would be how many sats or whatever. So it would literally have to give you that option. And there is a way you can experiment. Uh, one of the th- ways you can look at that is a... Um, literally just hold long click any app icon, um, from a drawer or whatever. And you can sometimes see the longer, um, settings to it. That's one way to explore openings, but also with Tasker, when you say, um, open with app, I do believe it will give you all those same options where it will show you all of the available 
waves like in air quote into the apps. Okay, so it uh or it's 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 kind of like a an API then just for the mm-hmm. for the app. So it's a lo- uh, it, local. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, the 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 word I want to use is it wouldn't shock me if there is a YAML like thing you can say to the app through API calls, show me all of your different ways. All, can, yeah, yeah, all the calls. Right. Right. All your doors, all your entryways and exitways kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Because that would be that would be interesting. I mean I try I I don't really use Fountain that much anymore mm-hmm. just because it just feels clunky compared to podcast addicts. And I I just have a it's just got a sweet spot in my heart door. Been using it for so mm-hmm. long. I understand. And last time I checked you could only go up to three X playback speed on Fountain. Mm, that is a uh game breaker kind well, of and i'm pretty sometimes. sure that he oscar is his name yeah does he live in a can <laughs> no and he's not a wiener good not that well i don't know i've never met him might be a wiener but early on in the days of fountain uh i had sent i believe a tweet to him asking him about playback speed like i'd like to use this more but i you need some sort of playback speed and so he's like yeah great okay what you know what? What speed do you need? I said, "Well, I, mean, I think going up to five X would cover just about everything." And so eventually they did do it, but it was only to three, which mm. there's just some yeah, apps that, I need at least three point five. Yeah, that's a hard number to overcome for some of these apps. I know because I've communicated with some of the uh, podcast players in the past, and to go past three to five is like another level of coding that some people just don't know how to do yet is what I'll say. Um, and Xavier with podcast addict made it sound like in no time soon is anything you're going to see go over five X. Like, okay, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> so I'm going to bring, I, I have two more links is what I'll say. Uh, both of them are games. Both of them. I, I or is the kind of thing where I almost have to bring, when I came across them, the first one is called Papers, Please. Um, I know, I know. What I'm going to tell you right now is this game is fantastic when you don't want, you know, a shooter and you don't want Twitch type gameplay and you don't want mazes and you don't want rogue things. You don't have to worry about experience, none of that crap, okay? Basically, you work at the desk of a country in I w- I'm going to say Eastern Europe, like you're not far from Russia kind of place. And your job is you basically come in the morning and you sit at your booth and people are trying to enter your country that you're in. And every morning you're given a quick debrief or a quick like n- email saying, here's the new rule moving forward, or this is a new thing moving forward. So you got to always keep abreast on the new things that are happening. And then they're like, Oh, we now stop accepting this. I mean, you gotta, you know, we gotta know these things. And then people come up to you and they basically hand you their passport and you either stamp it approved or denied. Um, the problem then becomes once you get into the game and you get more into the game, then you're going to start seeing faces you recognize coming back again. And then once in a while, they're going to offer you some money and it's your option to take it or not. Um, but I will tell you the game gets, it has a very steady ramp of difficulty where the first time you play it, you know, like 
you're going to think this game is so stupid. And, um, and then like three or four customers later, you're going to realize, oh man, I, and then you failed in game over. And then you, you stop and you start realizing how you got to pay attention to the nuance is what I'll say. Uh, game is not free. I will say that uh, it's on many platforms, not just Android. It's on PC. It's on Nintendo. It's on Xbox. It's on everything else. Uh, $4 and 99 cents. I believe this is the cheapest place to find it. On other systems and platforms, I do believe it was more money. Uh, it's by the company 3909. That's the name of the developer. Papers, please. 4.6 average reviews, 100,000 plus downloads. Mature, 17 plus. Oh, it, yes, it's definitely mature, 17 plus is what I'll say. Uh, updated on July 12th, 2023. Uh, it's in the top two paid role-playing games. They call it a simulation casual single player stylized game. Yeah. Um, no data is shared with third parties. No data is even collected. I like that. I like that a lot. And then of course, whenever I play it, whenever someone walks up to my desk, I always have that like German accent papers, please. Papers. Yeah. So stupid game, fun game, game. You got to pay attention to. Um, it's almost like you work for a government is what I'm going to say. Cause it's really dull and boring. And there's a certain amount of incompetence that they expect out of you. I'll say that because you can mess up like once a week and they're fine. Ah, everybody does it. Don't worry about it. You get promoted actually. If it's only one time a week. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, yeah, yeah. That looks like it's a game that, that doesn't, doesn't create instant carpal tunnel Mm-mm. and no stress. You know, it's the kind of game you can, cause you're a stupid incompetent government employee. You can have somebody sitting at your counter and decide I got to go to the bathroom. And get up and go to the bathroom and then come back. And guess what? That person is still there waiting for you. Do you know why? Because they got no place else to go. <laughs> Boom. It's just like you work for the government. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any more? Um, I don't have an app per se, mm. but I wouldn't mind discussing uh, IPFS podcasting with you, mm-hmm. which is where is the only place I host uh, my solo show. I don't know if you know it, Dora. I went solo. I have a solo career. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Rick James? That's right. Um, so I'm, yes, the the many downloads, there might even be double-digit downloads from that, uh, are all going through the interplanetary file system. There's a Cameron is the guy who started the IPFS podcasting. And so basically you just point, Point IPFS podcasting to your file wherever it's stored. I think it probably be Dropbox or OneDrive or anything else, and and then it pulls that file and distributes it distributes it on IPFS, and then people can, if you're hosting an IPFS podcasting node, you can favorite that one, and so it will now. It'll download it to your node also, and so now your node is hosting it. But what he's done recently is if you give him a split of your your boosts that are coming in to IPFS podcasting, which I've done since, since the first show that I did, and then he's taking that and redistributing it to all of the servers which are hosting or all the nodes which are hosting your that that file or that uh, right. that show, and so basically 
there's Adam Curry started a new podcast called Boostergram Ball, and it's a I haven't listened to it, but it's a, a music like using the what we were talking about earlier, Wave Lake or any other value for value music, and kind of doing a, a music show on it. And so you know whatever that guy could fart and get more boost than I will ever get, um, mm-hmm. but. That show is being hosted on IPFS podcasting now, and so I've I set that as a favorite, and so it's not much, but it, you know, I get forty satoshis here, ten here, three here, whatever, and so it's a it's a really cool system of of payment for hosting a node, which Cameron and I had talked about way back in the day, uh, and how to how to get that because you're not going to have mass adoption probably without something some incentive like that mm-hmm. and so now it's got it so if anybody has a vps that they're looking to to do something with or a raspberry pi in your office then you can you can set up one of these nodes and then connect a wallet to it and or just associate a wallet to it and then right. get paid a few cool. satoshis when people boost Right. So the two questions I got, uh, number one, is I this is what I believed when IPFS was first real, inter, interplanetary file system was first being done. Um, it's almost like a popularity contest in the more popular your download is from that system, the more that system pushes your file to more nodes to distribute the workload. Um, as far as I understand it, it's it doesn't, nothing gets pushed out, it's whether a node requests it and so if oh. if if i'm using a node and then i want something a file of yours then it'll now be pinned to my node for 48 hours and if no one hits it on that node then it has a garbage collection and it gets rid of it unless you specifically pin it to your node and then it's there right. until you unpin it and throw it in the trash so that can be your like archival server if you will yeah, absolutely. You could pin everything you do to your own server. Okay. Um, Good. And because, then other... Because that's the thing. I always had the impression that if it w- wasn't popular enough, it would literally die off and then not be on the system anymore. No, if you pin it, it'll stay there indefinitely. Good to know. Good to know. So then number two, if I set up my Odin node and I want to get as many sats as possible, then it is almost like a popularity contest. I want to try to find what is the most popular podcast or distributed content on the IPFS system, and I want to host that myself. Uh, yes, but at this stage, I think there's only about five or six podcasts gotcha. that are doing it. Um, right. That because you you do need to be giving a percentage of of your boost to IPFS right. because he's the one that's redistributing it. Right, which is incredibly fair. I'll say that. Oh, absolutely! Like this dude, I've, I've talked to him on the phone at least once and we've been in email contact I and mean, he sent me a message the other day he's like you're the og podcaster the og ipfs podcaster you know mm. before it was cool <laughs> so i don't Very know cool. if it is cool yet but um I, it's a just that whole decentralized philosophy and for podcasting right like you can't nobody can shut all these down i don't think easily versus Libsyn or you know whomever what is what's the one that you use for your RSS the well I still piggyback on um, feed burner feed burner right um, or any of the other one Spotify anything like yeah. that so Podbean 
Yeah, and oh. so this one now, I mean, before, and I don't know, I haven't downloaded my show. I just did one this week for the first time in five months. But before, it was very slow, and sometimes it wouldn't even download and stuff like that. But now, because I do have that that split in there, there's 19 nodes, huh. which are hosting um, all of all of, well, 16 there, but yeah that are hosting all of all of the shows and so it just creates a more resilient network and a, and a, just a, a faster you know it seems to be you might even be able to stream it now before you couldn't you couldn't really stream it you had to wait for it to download so i think he's working out the kinks on all of that as well but there's yeah it's a it's a it's a good project that uh that hopefully will get get more legs um, and feel free to reach out to aapodnuts.com if you want any more information about it, or you can go to ipfspodcasting.net and poke around there. It's a fairly rudimentary uh, website, but he's also a single single dude working on this as far as I can. I think he's had uh, some help, but it's mostly just one schmuck like us. I understand yeah, I got 39 more, 38 more months till I can retire. One of the things when I do retire from my nine to five, I would really like to pick up some kind of project and like help with it in any way I can kind of thing. So it might be the kind of thing I might leech on to. Yeah, cool. I'm I'm sure that he would, would uh, welcome any help. He wouldn't, he would never let me look at the, at the code though, <laughs> because he, mm. just like everybody that, that, well, not everybody, but me in particular. You don't want to see the spaghetti code. You don't want to see that. And, and that's how a lot of developers feel, I will say. Um, okay, I'm going to bring this game up. It's going to come with a caveat. And that caveat's going to be, you got to be old, or I'm really sorry, you're not going to get the connection. Um, back in the day, we had PDAs, personal, personal digital assistants, where you would have the green screen, uh, sometimes like, gray screen with black letter or, you know, and then you would sometimes find games on those systems. One of the games that was very popular, I think for a very short period of time was called dope wars. Dope wars was quite literally, you would like load it up and you would go to Brooklyn. And then this was cheap in Brooklyn. You would buy a whole bunch of it, hop over to Manhattan in the game and it was more expensive and then you would sell it. It was almost like day trading stocks, but you were trading in narcotics because it was dope wars. Um, I then found this game literally stumbled across it. And I believe it was R slash Android apps or new Android apps, something like that. Um, and it's literally called galaxy trader space RPG from HF games, 4.6 average reviews, 5,000 plus downloads T for teen. Uh, it is currently on sale for 139, at least here in the United States. Uh, updated August 9th, 2023. It's a single player game that they call stylized and offline. Uh, no data is shared with third parties. This app may collect uh, performance and device data. Data is encrypted in transit and you can request to have it deleted uh, when you're done with it kind of thing. Um, see any other stats worth mentioning? Yeah, content rating teen because literally one of the items you can buy when you stop at a spaceport is sometimes just called narcotics but 
you can buy steel, you can buy water, you can buy food, you can buy all kinds of stuff is what I'm going to say. Um, so now the trailer of the game, I think will do it complete justice. Um, it is an air quote, beautiful, slow traveling around systems, planets, systems, and the entire galaxy. Uh, right now I want to say there's uh, three planetary systems you can visit. They do exp- they did say they plan on doing more. You basically fly around, go to space docks. You can buy technology, scrap metal from one place, go to another place, and try to sell it for a profit. That's basically your only thing. Nobody you meet in this game is going to try to kill you or shoot at you or anything. You literally just fly around. And the flying around, I will say, it's definitely not a super modern, like, realistic look. But I did find it to be an extremely nice, like, like pretty, just fly around kind of look. Um because I had my Google play point thing enabled in Google play and I hit the coin every week. I actually got three free months of Google play pass. So I was able to download this completely for free and just now it's in my library forever. Um, stupid, mindless trading of goods in space with no worry about being shot at. So yeah, this is my calm, relaxing game is the way I'll put it. What is the, I, I brought this up before. What's the game? It, it, it the graphics remind me of not Firefox, not Star Fox. The Star I think it has Star in it. Star Fox. <laughs> is it Star Fox? Yeah. It must Star be. Fox is the one with a uh, Fox McCloud. Yeah. Flying around and shooting stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, sort it, of the reminds me of that a bit. Yeah, uh, the plane, uh, you can get different kind of spaceships. One of them is very much like that spaceship from Star Fox, yeah. Part of this looks like it's one of those games where, you know, and and it's actually the first one that I've seen that it's $1.39 here as well. Mm. So they're using that's rare. some sort of parody, uh, which is the way it should be, but that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it looks like one of those where you play it for a little while, and then it says, "Oh, you, sh- you know, do you want to buy some gems or some tokens? Do any of um, that? Like, no, no in-app purchases, no ads. Wow, that's cool. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's not even a fuel meter. If you want, you can literally just fly around the entire time and just look at stuff. Yeah, I, I do like the. You can request that data be deleted. It doesn't say that they will delete the data, but you can request right. it. Right. You can ask. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Okay, so we've definitely been going for more than an hour. Did you want to do uh, another app or an app rundown? or? Um, I don't really have anything. If you wanted to, I've got a few minutes. If you wanted to blast something else out, or we can just um, I, do a rundown. I don't. Yeah, I don't really have any other apps in the lineup. This was literally... Um, like everything I had, everything I could find, I will say. Um, and I will say I do find more ways to find more apps. So, you know, I try to only pick the cream of the crop. Cool. So in no particular order, uh, apps and topics that were discussed on this episode are Galaxy Trader Space RPG by HF Games, PayPal's Please by 3909, Space Invaders World Defense by Tato Corporation. The Merlin Bird ID by Cornell Labs. I don't know. We didn't even talk about that, that it's put out through by Cornell. Yeah. Um, VI Music 
Uh, we discussed uh, what we think is a Reddit clone <laughs> called Lemmy. Uh, URL check. We did speak about AIO Launcher a bit. And Telly, the Truly Smart TV by Telly Inc. And Onyx Hunt by Menon. Uh, I lost what it's by, but it's by Onyx. And I think that was about it. And some good, uh, some good chat with Red in the, in the chat room here. We try to go live on Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific time, the only legitimate time zone. Yeah, something like that. Um, I will say, um, I definitely, um, intend on always doing more shows than we're doing here recently, but, uh, I will say things do think, I do think things are getting better slowly and surely. So hopefully more stuff more sooner. Again, if the easiest way to know when we go live is simply just to subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, I, um, my, um, account with, um, what was it called? Uh, Hootsuite in air quote expired and i'm going to guess it expired because people are now starting to charge for api usage and they can't afford it so i'm not uh putting out any more tweets or facebook posts or anything saying that we're going to go live uh too much like work be honest Uh, i will try to do more in the discord uh notifications kind of thing uh and i will try to find other places where i can post that we're going live with where it's easy and simple is what i'll say um and uh, if you want to know more, it's very easy. Again, aaa at podnos.com. Um, if you want to send us an email, I want to thank Pete again for the email. Pete's one of those dedicated guys. Always does good stuff. Um, and hope everything is going well with Ivor and Josh. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, it's fun, Dor. We should, uh, we should do this more often. Yeah, as long as we don't break up any families. So. Yeah. I'll say with with that said, thanks everyone for downloading, for subscribing, for coming out and watching live. WTBM123, thank you for stopping by in the YouTube chat, and we will hope to talk to everyone again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.